going on babies this is cheese and chowder the rml podcast episode number five welcome welcome everyone uh i am cheese of course and with me as always is our friendly neighborhood chowder what's up brad how we doing i'm good how are you doing pretty well pretty well so uh, we got a little bit of a two-parter here, part two of this, um, these rankings, these division rankings, and these draft grades. Today we're doing the AFC, and yeah, uh, so, so getting some good reactions on the NFC podcast so far. Um, so I think got a lot to look forward to. So let's get into it. So AFC, we're going to have a very similar layout for this one. Hopefully it's going to be just as entertaining. And hopefully um, we'll, we'll be able to maybe even make this one a little tighter. Uh, we've been trying to work on that a little bit. So, um, all right, Brad, you got anything to say before we get going? Uh, no, just uh, we've had some really exciting games here, week one and week two. I've really enjoyed watching these games so far, and everybody's been complimenting this Madden. Madden 20 being one of the best Maddens in a couple of years, I think, is the, the sentiment. And uh, people are having fun, and we're getting games in quickly. And, you know, it's it's a lot of fun being RML right now. Yep, couldn't agree more. Um, just hope we don't run into too many of these, uh, these glitches and bugs that we're seeing already. But I'm not going to get into that, um, even though I could probably rant for a, a little while on that. But, all right, let's go and uh, get into it. So we're going to start with the AFC North. All right, so – at the bottom of the AFC North, but maybe not for long, are one of the veterans uh, of the of RML, a longtime member, uh, Mr. Franklin Alvarez and his Cleveland Browns. Um, he's always the Browns, so you know Frankie's uh, going to be there pretty much every year. Uh, very trustful, uh, great Madden player. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it. We got a really, really good roster here on the Browns actually getting the first a plus draft grade rating. All right, Brad, why did he get the a plus? I think it's a uh, pretty obvious when you just look, they go sort by Browns on the roster page, the top eight players that you see on that front page right there. 86 overall is the lowest 98 overall, the highest. And the highest age of those group of players is 27 years old. That is very impressive. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the things we've been talking about is combination of um, player skill, attributes, overall rating, and, of course, their age um, for building these rosters. That's obviously an important factor, especially in a league like ours that is, plays year-round and we have you know five, six, seven seasons at least. Um, so definitely going to have, uh, an advantage with some of those younger guys, 23, 24, 25 year olds who are basically studs. All right. So let's take a look at some of these, uh, his key players. Uh, obviously the biggest guy that stands out and maybe, uh, the biggest guy on the team at six foot seven, 302 pounds, the great Sanchez Dinkins, 
the keeper from Madden 19. Uh, he's a D tackle. He's only 25 years old, already at a 98 overall. Uh, he's just a beast up the middle. He's on an, a really incredible uh, deal, so not costing him very much money. Um, yeah, obviously that's going to be the key for him going forward, uh, holding on to that defense for a long time. And then we see uh, his quarterback keeper, uh, Jacoby Baswin. Uh, he is 23 years old, 87 overall. Uh, another team-friendly deal uh, for that contract. Uh, he should be good for a, a while. Uh, so Browns, Frankie's looking pretty good. He, he got uh, a win here in week two. So, and another note here, 23 of his players are 25 or younger. Not a, an extremely high number, but definitely an important factor. Uh, any other thoughts on Frankie? I think um, the wide receiver core that he has right here with Michael Thomas and Tyler Lockett leading the way. Michael Thomas uh, in the Tendi game and the tough loss that Frankie took in a hell of a game. Tendi came back, but Michael Thomas still was a, you know, a force to be reckoned with all over the field, just catching balls left and right against Tendi. You know, he's got the X factor going with him, and he's scary. And Lockett he did good for me last year in Madden 19. He's got 93, 93 speed. And, you know, Baswin, the quarterback, is able to sling it to those guys. But don't forget, he also has Chris Carson, the running back, 87 overall, 24 years old. Right. So he's got a, you know, very powerful offense. And obviously, the defense led by Sanchez Dinkins is nothing to scoff at either. And there's a reason he has the A plus here. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, giving him an A plus was uh, an interesting decision. Uh, I think he definitely deserves it. And when you compare his roster um, to everyone else's, uh, it seems to me pretty much far and away uh, one of the best drafted rosters uh, out there. And you look at it, it's just every position group is solid. That's kind of the key. Uh, he's well-balanced team. Uh, his cornerbacks could be a little faster, but they're all still pretty young. For the most part, he's got some veterans mixed in here and there. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, just the team is, is stacked with talent, and they're young, and, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of upside. We have him at the bottom of the ranking here at AFC North, but I, I could easily see him jumping up um, to that, you know, above uh, some of those guys in AFC North and in the AFC in general, and maybe uh, making a push for some playoff runs here and there um, throughout the years. So, yeah, I look forward to watching this roster grow uh, with Franklin there. All right, moving on. We got the Baltimore Ravens here uh, in the third spot. This is a little tricky ranking, this um, this division. There's a lot of solid players, but a few unknowns. Um, Beast Mode being one of the big unknowns in the entire NFL, uh, in the entire RML League. I would say uh, this is an interesting position here at the third spot. I don't know at the end of this season or any of the, you know, at the end of Madden 20, if you'll be there, um, I feel like he definitely has potential to get a lot better. Um, we we're giving him a B plus here for the draft grade. So it's got a very solid draft. Um, let's talk about some of his players, Brad, what do you like? I think uh, so two key players that stand out when you look at his roster is the strong safety Der Derwin James from Florida state, only 23 years old, 88 overall. 90 speed X factor, you know, that's a very good secondary piece to have. And another uh, guy to look at is his keeper quarterback, Todd Zastudil. Is I'm going to 
Zazdigil. And uh, he's uh, 81 overall. And, you know, so any keeper quarterback, pretty going to be pretty good. But the thing that stands out with his roster is 42 players that are 25 or younger. So Beast Mode is definitely loaded up for the future. Not necessarily a win-now roster at all. But he's got a good foundation right here. He can compete and make a run for a wild card or something here. But I think, you know, three or four years down the road, Beast Mode could be a very good top-tier team. Yeah, I mean, that 42 number is, is insane to me. Um, having 42 guys, 25 or younger, um, that's, that's you know, 80, almost more than 80% of his team is uh, basically not even hitting the prime yet, which is crazy. So, yeah, I mean, ro- roster building wise, um, it's a really well done job. And he could definitely uh, bring these guys up. We've seen him do it, you know, in Madden 19. You know, he's a good player. Uh, in Madden 19 and but so far he's up to a little bit of a rocky start and we'll see if he can get back uh, on track and right the ship all right moving on we have at the number two spot in the AFC North the Cincinnati Bengals another interesting player um, that's Han and his Bengals um, another very good draft um, this one we give an A minus um, so, yeah, I mean, Han, he's 0-2 to start. So that's uh, interesting there. Um, rough start for him, but I feel like he's a good enough player. He can definitely turn around. And his roster is very solid, obviously, with an A- grade. Um, looking at some of his players, obviously, um, some guys that we have talked about in the past, uh, his keeper, Antoine Harmon, formerly of uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Doe's team last year. He's going to be a solid, uh, really good keeper pickup. And um, he's still only 26, so he's going to be really good, 85 speed. You know, he's going to utilize him for a long time. Uh, who else do we like, Brad? Yeah, I think the the offense is the thing that stands out right here with Han. I think he definitely had a strategy drafting. I, I know you just mentioned them. Then Tony Brown, Julio Jones, Travis Kelsey, right, right there. Those are three targets that, you know, you can't double everybody, right? But it's kind of surprising. He's 0-2 so far. One of them is against Tillman, so that's understandable. But a big upset, I think I, you know, I think you can say a big upset, Shane beating him earlier today. And, uh, you know, Shane usually been in the bottom of the league in the past years that he's been in. Great member. But, you know, I'm glad to see Shane, you know, start to win. But it's kind of concerning if you're Han. 0-2, not the best start. But you got the A-minus roster. There's a lot to build off of here. And the defense is pretty solid as well. Um, so overall, I think, yeah, he can right the ship. It might take um, a little bit of practice, a little bit of getting used to the gameplay and everything. But, um, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully he can uh, get back on track. All right. And then let's move on to the number one player in the AFC North. It's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers, Brucey Badass. He's 2-0 to start the year. That is definitely a good start for him. And we obviously have to talk about his week two victory over Tillman and the Seahawks. That was a huge, huge win for him. Um, Brad, I know you you kind of have been watching some games. Uh, did you get a chance to see any of that one, or what do you think about that? I think uh, when I heard the result that Bruce beat Tillman, I was very surprised. I unfortunately did not get a chance to watch it. I'm going to go back and go watch the film probably tomorrow or sometime. 
but I think that's uh that shows that you know this mad I think this Madden anything can happen on any given Sunday, right? And it's like the X factors play a big role, and you know Tillman isn't you know he's beatable as Bruce showed today, but I think that's a and two and zero start for Bruce is huge. He's got this good roster that we're going to talk about right here, but you know that's a good head start here in this AFC North. So watch out for Bruce. Absolutely, yeah. So looking at his roster as well. Um, uh, we give him a B minus draft grade, um, but overall, I mean, his roster is pretty stacked. He's got a 99 overall keeper and JJ Vick at corner. Um, that guy's going to be nuts. Uh, 97 speed, just absolutely insane. Overall, that, that might be the best corner in the league. Uh, 99 man coverage. I mean, come on, like he's going to stick to guys like clue. So yeah. Um, him alone is, is worth, you know, uh, a big bump up just for being able to keep him and uh, bring him into Madden 20. Deion Jones, 90 speed middle linebacker. I mean, his defense is just going to be insane. He's got Keanu Neal, big hitter at safety. Tredavious White, really young, good corner for his number two corner. That's his top four players. They're all on defense. So he's going to have a great team. He's got a great uh, superstar, not superstar, but really good um Wide receiver keeper who's only 23 in Bronson Callaway. Um, so, yeah, overall, team's really good. Um, 33 players are 24 or younger, and he's off to a really good start, beating Tillman in week two to get to 2 0. All right, moving on. Let's go to the AFC East. And at the bottom here so far, to start Madden 20. We're given that four ranking to Boston Sean and the Patriots. Again, this is one a little bit of an unknown. He's still somewhat of a newer uh, Madden RML player. Um, so he could kind of move up or down. We'll have to see in the coming seasons. I think um, overall he's got a really solid roster. Um, he, we gave him a B plus for the draft grade. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think of this roster here, Brad? I think uh, Boston Sean set himself up pretty well to try and compete here and in the future. Uh, Bobby Wagner, obviously, and Tyron Smith at the top, 29-28 respectively. That's not, you know, not dinosaur territory yet, but a little old for Madden. But, you know, he's kind of has a balance of a win now and a young team, Bryant Muir, the quarterback keeper, 24 years old. But I think the thing that stands out right now with Boston Sean's team is his very good offensive line, which every single offensive line is over 80 overall. And obviously, we alluded to this a little bit last episode, but is offensive line, does offensive line matter or does it not? It's still out to, you know, to see. But, you know, I think you got to set, you set yourself up good here. Offensive line is a strategy. It's one and one. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, he's one of those guys that definitely uh, took a lot of O-line early in the draft, um, which is an interesting strategy. I mean, there's definitely some controversial opinions about doing that there were some people uh that chose to go that route and some people that went the complete opposite direction and waited till rounds you know 25 to 30 uh looking at you seth um but yeah overall um the team is still really good and like we said those keepers are are going to play a huge factor uh, anytime you can get a quarterback keeper in the 90 overall range uh especially 94 and still being like 24 years old. Um, only thing with that is he, he does only have 67 speed, so we'll have to see if he can 
become a pocket passer, uh, which is maybe a challenge for him. Maybe we'll see how he can handle um, using that keeper. And of course, I mean, having guys like Bobby Wagner on defense is going to be very helpful as well. Um, Having him kind of captain your team. So Patriots at the fourth spot, one and one. Uh, We'll see if he can keep it up and have a a pretty solid season. It's definitely a winnable division, uh, 100% winnable division for really any of these guys. So, all right, moving on, the Buffalo Bills at the number three spot. Um, Cam is back. Welcome back, Cam. Uh, We missed you, buddy. And we're excited to have you back, uh, even though you were off to a really rough start. But, uh, you know, Stick with it, buddy. We know it's going to be a it's a long season. There's definitely a lot of games left to play. So uh, Cam's off to an 0 2 start. Um, he had the 32nd pick in the draft. So again, not getting super lucky. He did get a little lucky to get into the league. Um, Brad, obviously, you know Cam really well. We've played uh, together for you know many seasons in RML. Um, what do you think of Cam and his team? I think uh, Cam definitely can win this division. Like you said, all these guys, I think, are on a very even playing field and they're all very similar skill levels. Obviously, Cam, probably not at the start that he wants to be. A C-plus roster is what we gave him. Luke Keekley and Mike Evans really carry that team. And uh, the keeper, Anthony Jenkins, free safety, 99 overall, really helps boost his team overall. But besides those three players, the roster is kind of lacking. And the thing that really stands out to me is his quarterback situation. His starting quarterback, Derek Carr, 80 overall, not bad. I think he's serviceable, but obviously a lot of teams have better quarterbacks than that. And anything beyond that, Ryan Fitzpatrick is backup. And then the, the one of the worst keepers, probably the worst keeper in the in the league is Russell Papinga, 69 overall, 23 years old. Not sure how he'll be able to develop him, if at all. But I think the quarterback situation might be the thing that holds back Cam the rest of this year, at least. Yeah, yeah, that, that is going to be a big factor. Uh, let's keep in mind also that Cam came in late um, after some um, t- players fell out. So uh, he did not get to choose his keepers. I uh, don't know if he would have chose Papinga. Uh, he does have 89 speed, but uh, overall everything else is pretty garbage. Um, yeah, I think – you know, this first season is probably going to be one of those starter seasons for Cam. He's going to kind of have to relearn the game, especially with all the new gameplay. Um, you know, him, he didn't play much in Madden 19. Um, I feel like, yeah, he's got maybe a season to kind of get back on his feet and get back into routine. And maybe in season two, after he goes two and 14, and season one, <laughs> just kidding, Cam, we love you. But uh, after he probably isn't going to have a great season one, um, he might have a, a pretty solid high-end pick to grab uh, maybe the best quarterback available in the draft going into season two. And then he can kind of start picking it back up again where he left off. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the second best team at AFC East, and that's going to be the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And it is our favorite old quarterback who threw, what was it, four touchdowns in a game one time? Uh, Mr. Al Bundy. And we give him a B-plus draft grade. 
Um, overall, very solid team for a pretty solid player. Um, Bundy's been a staple in RML for a long time. And, yeah, let's take a look at this team. Um, leading the way, um, his first-round pick, um, I think it was maybe the number four overall pick in the draft, was defensive end Miles Garrett. Obviously, he's a stud. Um, what do you think of this roster? What do you think of the Garrett pick? Um, is there any other players that stick out? I think uh, this roster construction kind of reminds me of the Jets in real life. Very uh, defensive heavy so far. The keeper, Anton Walker, defensive tackle. Miles Garrett, obviously, on the end. Tyron Matthew, the strong safety spot. And C.J. Mosley, middle linebacker. It's kind of similar. You can find, kind of find comps on the Jet, the current Jets roster. And you can even go farther, farther on offense with the running back comp. But Olin Howry, I think, is a player to watch this year as maybe an MVP candidate if Bunny can, you know, user him well. 95 overall, 93 speed, 23-year-old running back. That is a great keeper to have. But I think the defense is the thing that really stands out to me right here with Bunny's team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with, with Garrett leading the way, uh, in my opinion, that was a, a very good pick. He's only 23 years old, uh, and he's a superstar uh, dev. He might be able to get him up to that X factor. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a beast. Uh, like you said, Tyron Matthew, uh, Antoine Walker, the, the keeper. And then, yeah, on the offensive side, Howard, he is, uh, it should be really good. He's also only 23 years old. All right, one questionable piece about uh, the Jets roster, though, that I see is uh, his quarterback is Mitchell Trubisky. Um, he's young, um, not a, a stellar, outstanding quarterback. He's got some decent speed. We'll see if that does affect his gameplay and his success in the future. Uh, should be pretty interesting to see uh, how this team uh, moves throughout the season, uh, see if he can win this division. Like we said, it's a very winnable division. So uh, I think anything can happen. And Bundy's definitely shown that he can play with the big boys. So uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. And then um, – Kind of a 1A, 1B, so I guess we could probably give Bundy the 1B, maybe the uh, 2 in some situations, but we'll move on to the number 1 or 1A as Dolphins and uh, Motherload. Uh, obviously, another some another former division rival of yours. Um, talk a little bit about Motherload and uh, what you think of this team. So, uh, like I've said in the early episodes when we talked about the teams as a whole and uh, motherload very inconsistent was what i said and i think he kind of shown that these first two weeks beating beast mode 38 to 10 week one and then coming into week two and losing to boston sean right so those are two games or maybe you know you think motherload should win both those games but then he ends up winning one losing one and that kind of is par for the course with him but as his right I think uh, Todd Gurley is really the guy to talk about. Uh, Todd Gurley is ridiculous in Madden 20. I have him in another league, and his stiff arm is terrifying for defenses. It's, it's OP is how you should put it. X-Factor, 97 overall, 25 years old. He um, has the free safety Craig Procell, who is his keeper, 98 overall. Uh you know, he's got a pretty solid roster. We gave him B-plus for a good reason. A lot of uh, – pretty balanced, I believe, age-wise. 
and overall wise, not too top heavy, not too, you know, too old. So I think he's got a roster to compete here. And it's just all about, you know, putting that performance on the field week in and week out for him. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, he he's one of those players similar to Bundy where he can have really good games and uh, not so great games. Um, he just really has to put it all together and be consistent. Uh, but first, can we talk about uh, the, the Howry brothers? I think we've established this uh, in the RML lore now. Uh, I believe it is canon. Darian Howry and Olin Howry are brothers. It's official. I'm saying it right now. And uh, they're both in the AFC East. Uh, Olin on the Jets at running back and Darian on the Dolphins. Uh, Darian Howery, man, this dude, this keeper is insane. 96 speed, 99 overall. uh, Sorry, 99 acceleration, 93 overall. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the Howery brothers might be terrorizing the AFC for a while. And when they get together, uh, it might be a lightning show uh, for everyone to watch. So pretty interesting. We'll, there. we'll have a, we'll have a three bowl bowls. Now we got Tillman and beast mode, me and Tendi. And now we got the Howry brother, the Howry bowl. So looking forward to uh, that. That's a mouthful. The How- Howry bowl. <laughs> Howry bowl. Yeah. I like the, the bro bowls. They, they roll off the tongue a little better. All right. So that'll do it for the AFC East. Uh, like we said, very winnable for most of these guys. Um, I feel like if anyone's division, this one might be the most competitive of all the divisions, uh, along with um, maybe uh, NFC North and a few of the others we've seen um, that we've talked about. So moving on, we got two divisions left. And next up is the AFC South. All right, for the AFC South, at the number four spot rolling in here, is the Houston Texans, and it is Corey. Corey and the Texans, we give them a B minus, a B minus draft grade. Um, Corey had some solid wins uh, in Madden 19. Uh, he started to get his footing a little bit uh, in RML. He's become a very good member, a uh, very likable guy. And yeah, his team's uh, not, not great, but definitely very solid, very good players. Um, a lot to like. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, obviously one of the best corners, best young corners in the game. He should be a high 90 overall in, in a year or two uh, with 94 speed. That's going to be uh, very scary. Um, I feel like these corners in this game, at least from what I've seen so far, even just my own guys, when you have a top corner, they can really, really change the game. Like, especially – um, you know, when it, you're, when you're matching them up against elite receivers. So Lattimore is definitely a good guy to have. And then of course, pass rush wise, um, Jadavian Clowney is very good as well. Um, another, uh, Texan now being on his team again, anybody else that stands out for you on this team, um, or just your general thoughts on the team overall? I think uh, an interesting player and somebody that can probably make the biggest difference, like if he does good or if he does bad, will decide how Corey does the season, is his keeper quarterback, Tony Stone. I, I believe Tony Stone came at the end of the Madden 19 cycle. I'm not too familiar with him. 85 overall, 78 speed. He's like about and like an average quarterback, maybe a little bit above average. The age is the biggest factor there. So I think if Tony Stone performs well, performs good, Corey's going to perform well. Uh, but I think a lot hinges on his performance. 
But Corey as a whole, obviously week one, BLG, tough matchup, 59 nothing. You know, week one, get out of the way. Right? It's BLG. But week two, I was very impressed with Corey. Um, I was watching most of that, that game against Centra. He got two safeties in back-to-back drives against Centra. I believe Clowney at least got one of those sacks. But, you know, and that put him right back into that game. And that pass rush, right, is going to be a big difference in this Madden. And I think Corey, you know, unfortunately he fell short tonight. 0-2. But I think he could put it together. I don't really see him winning this division at all. But I think he might be able to sneak into a wild card. But he's definitely got something to build off of here. But like I said, I think Tony Stone is the biggest factor here for him. Yeah, uh, couldn't, couldn't agree more there. Uh, Tony Stone, by the way, that is a great name, of course. Uh, sounds like a pro wrestler name. Like, uh, really, really would uh, fit uh, a pro wrestling. So, um, also just looking at uh, his offense, he's got some weapons. I mean, they're not you know super high rated, but Will Fuller and DJ Moore as your one-two punch wide receiver. That's pretty good. Um, you know, he's got some speed everywhere, kind of. Uh, and then his running back is Tevin Coleman. We talked about him. Uh, in an earlier episode, uh, how he has 94 speed tied for, I think, the highest speed for a running back in the game. So, yeah, a um, lot of weapons from to to. So, I mean, uh, even, you know, Jared Cook and uh, a few of the other receivers, he's got DJ Chark uh, Jr. at the end of this roster, but he, I would bet that he would probably play him uh, and maybe the slot with the speed he has and try to develop him into a stud in a few years. So, yeah, I mean, the team definitely has the potential to be really good. And like we said, I think Corey can um, kick it back into gear and win some games and try to compete for at least some playoff positions here in Armel. All right. Jumping up to the third spot is the other 5-0. And our other panel brother, uh, Mr. Tenderloin himself, the Tennessee Titans. And for draft grade, we give him a B plus, a very solid draft for Tennessee. Um, some, some very good high-end players at the top. Um, OBJ and Le'Veon Bell obviously standing out as two uh, really, really solid players that are going to be key impact players for him um obj specifically being an x factor 96 overall with 94 speed Le'Veon bell obviously in the backfield dangerous runner and captained by russell wilson at quarterback um obviously you know your brother pretty well and yeah the floor is yours to kind of talk some smack or or say what you want about him (laughs) I think uh, you can. I think you can argue that Tendi might have the best top skill position players right now. OBJ, Le'Veon Bell, Russell Wilson, right? Like, can you think of a better three that you can realistically draft? Realistically, it's right? like it's like the uh, the Pro Bowl. Like that would be a Pro Bowl roster. <laughs> exactly, and it's not just the. It's not like it's just those three, and the roster drops off. He's got the keeper, Alan Graham, the wide receiver, ninety-one overall. I know the cornerback, Chris Harris, that he really wanted to get, and he did get. And, you know, the four X-Factors, I think, uh, you know, X-Factors obviously make a big difference this year that we've been seeing so far in week two. Sometimes the running back, you know, unstoppable with it. Wide receivers are making, like, you know, catches over single coverage that were just ridiculous. 
So I think Tendy's definitely got a squad to compete with. Like this draft is a hundred times better than the awful draft he had last year in Madden 19 when he didn't know what he was doing. And um, I think Tendy showed in week one when he beat Frankie. He came back. It was like a 14-point game. He got lucky with a 99-yard fumble recovery. But he still showed that he has the offense to make those good, you know, big comebacks. And I think, um, you know, he has a big game against Doe coming up tomorrow night. So it should be interesting to see how that one goes, you know, see how Tendy plays against the top dogs. I don't really see Tendy beating Doughboy for the division, but I do think Tendy might be able to sneak into that wild card, and I, I kind of hope he does. I think it'd be fun to see Tendy make the playoffs, but I think he definitely set himself up like the best he possibly could with this roster. Yeah, at this rate, uh, the number of players that are going to be attempting to sneak into the wild card is astronomical, according to us. So I feel like some of these are probably not correct, but uh, I think every, you know, now and then, yeah, every, you know, every year. But, uh, yeah, I feel the same way. I think Tendy definitely can put it together. Uh, I don't think he's going to be, you know, lighting up uh, the win charts. But, yeah, the only thing I'm kind of sad about is uh, the the, bro- the Brobo brothers are in opposite conferences. So we're only going to be seeing – the Bro Bowl once every four seasons, so we might only get oh. one Bro Bowl ever, which is we might get a gonna uh, be real special when it happens. But it's it's sad that it's only gonna happen once. I, I mean, we might get a uh, Bro Bowl yeah. Super Bowl. Can't put that out of uh, the realm. Uh, we probably <laughs> we probably can, but <laughs> but uh, you you can keep your 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 hopes high there. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. So Tendy, good luck to you, buddy. Uh, we're definitely looking for. I wonder. I wonder if we can find out. We'll have to find out when the maybe next episode we'll talk about when the next Pro Bowl is. I don't know if you guys play each other this season. I doubt it. No, we play the okay. No, we, yeah, we don't play this year. Yeah, maybe next season. I don't know. So if it's if it's one of these early seasons, then we might see two Pro Bowls. But if not, we might only see one. All right, moving on to the second best player in the AFC South, and that's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars. What, how do we do it? Jaguars. The Jaguars. How does Dan say it? Jaguars. 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 Dan says, Dan says Jaguars. Jaguars. Oh, Jaguars. 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 That's Jaguars. how he does it. Jaguars. Joe, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm sure you're having a nice little chuckle. Um, so the Jaguars and uh, Centra uh, at one and one currently after uh, two week, uh, week two. Um, so let's take a look. He's got a C plus rating. Uh, so not the greatest draft according to us. Let's take a look at his, some of his players. Um, obviously his keepers are solid. Uh, Tereni leading the pack is 99 overall wide receiver with 99 speed. I mean, you really can't beat that. He's only 24. He's going to be tearing up the league, terrorizing the league every year. Um, just like he did in Madden 19. So, I mean, draft-wise, not great, but team-wise, he's got a solid team with uh, with the addition of those keepers uh, playing a big factor. Uh, who else do you like on the Jaguars? So, I think, uh, like how we just said for Tendi, how he has the best probably top skill position players in the league, I think Centro probably has the best wide receiver core in the league. 
with uh, Sean Terrain. We were going Terrain or Terrain. I, I, I don't know. I'm saying Terrain. It's like a, it's like Penny the uh, the pasta, right? <laughs> it's like it kind of. So okay, yeah. So Sean Terrain. Obviously, you can't ask for better. 99 overall, 99 speed. He had this uh, awesome end around today on like the 10 yard line, and he just flew by the defensive back and his easy touchdown, too easy against Corey, and that made a big difference in that game. And then it's not just him. It's Juju Smith and Hollywood Brown, who both have ridiculous speed as well. Good luck trying to stop all three of those at once. So those are the biggest – you know, I think that's the strong point of the Central team. The other parts of the team, a little bit on the weak side, a little bit aged in some places. But I think Central, you know, it's not bad. We've talked about him before being inconsistent. Sometimes bad Central shows up. Sometimes good Central shows up. I don't, we can say that he's going to make a wild card run like we've been saying for everybody. But <laughs> I don't see a division title here for Centra with against Doughboy. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like he could pro- he could one of these seasons or maybe a couple of these seasons give him a run. I mean, I, I, we, like we said, it, it's a different game. I feel like you can get some lucky breaks, and one of these seasons he might just be on it. I mean, we've seen Centra and Madden 19 be lights out really good. I mean, he had, I think, wasn't he 13-3 and three or 14-2? and two? after going two and 14 one year. So, I mean, he has the ability to turn it around and really play good. If he sets his mind to it, um, we'll just have to see if that happens. Uh, speaking of the wide receiver core though, man, I did not realize how good these guys are. That is really scary. Those three might be the best. And I mean, they're going to be good for a long time. Hollywood Brown, Juju are 22, 22. That's insane. And Hollywood Brown is 98 speed. I did not know that he was that fast. I think he's a little OP in this game. Um, but he can't do a push-up. He's got 44 strength. <laughs> he can't do a push-up. What is he going to do when he gets tackled? He's going to break his little bones. Okay. So that is the Jaguars and our friend Sentra. All right. Moving on, AFC South, the leader, and the guy we've been talking about in this division who we think will definitely have it wrapped up. He's one of the better players in the league in Madden 19. Uh, We're thinking maybe the same in 20. It is Doughboy or Doughman or the Indianapolis Colts. He's 1-0 to start. Um, Hasn't played week two just yet, at least at the time of this recording. Team-wise, we give him a pretty solid rating, a B plus, And, yeah, uh, what do you think of the Colts? I think uh, – I know we've been talking about skill positions a lot tonight. And I think the skill positions are very good, if not great. You got Stefan Diggs leading away at wide receiver at 25 years old, 92 overall. And then he's got his uh, keeper, Stort, Stort Paul, 92 overall, 92 speed. And then Marvin Jones is the second wide receiver. And then Kyler Murray is a big, you know, topic of conversation right here. He's got the mobile quarterback going. It's only 74 overall, but as we know, Madden isn't always, you know, doesn't matter if you have a speedy guy like that. And, you know, those are pretty scary from the past Maddens that we know. Obviously, Madden 20, a different beast. We saw, you know, speaking of beasts, we saw Tillman go down earlier today. Uh, I think, you know, though, it's hard to say that he won't win the division, but you never know. But he's got the roster to set up pretty well here on the offense side of the ball. And it's not only even just the offense. It's, uh, you know, Trey Flowers and Michael Tucker on the def- defensive end side. 
And, you know, we all know how pass rush is important this year. So he's got, you know, a team set up to win. Yeah, I think um, he drafted really well, and he's also a really good user. So he's going to be able to um, compete in pretty much every game and most likely be the favorite in just about every game he plays. Uh, But like we've seen, we've seen already some big upsets, uh, like with Tillman uh, losing to Bruce uh, and things like that. So who knows? You know, maybe he he goes down, um, you know, early to – some not so great teams and we change our, our tune, but uh, yeah, Kyler Murray, obviously going to be a, a stud for a while. Uh, I feel like he's going to probably dev him um, pretty quickly. Might win rookie of the year. And uh, one thing I have, we've been talking about a lot is these trio or, or groups of quarterback running back wide receiver. Um, and this is another one that I feel like is going to be a really solid, strong, group for a long while um, just with Diggs and Stuart Paul and uh, Kyler Murray. And I think thinking just in general on this, we should definitely uh, make like our own little, our own little ranking for those three positions who has the best. I think that would be kind of cool if you and me did that for an episode. So maybe that will be in the future, Um, but we'll talk about that later. So that is the AFC South. Colts, Jaguars, Titans, Texans, in that order. Um, We'll see how that plays out. All right, moving on to the AFC West, the final division in our Madden 20 RML division rankings and draft grades. And at the bottom here of the AFC West, uh, it's safe to say we probably saved the best division for last. I mean, would you agree? I, th- I think this is by far the best division. Top down, every single one of these guys are so good, you know, from the past Maddens. And, you know, the, like, if I'm playing any of these guys, I'm not expecting to win, right? And it's just going to be a bloodbath. This is going to be, you know, I kind of feel bad for some of the guys in here, but I think they know what they signed up for. And I think competition makes you a better player. At the bottom here, like we said, it's a really tough division. I uh, hate to do it to our boy, one of our favorites in the league, um, but it is our friend Victor and this – oh, I almost said San Diego Chargers. Wow. The Los Angeles Chargers, still San Diego Chargers to me. Um, so, yeah, uh, Vic and the Chargers, B-plus uh, is what we give him for the draft grade. Uh, but he's a great player. He would be top two, maybe uh, the best player in a lot of these divisions, I feel like and would run away with it. Like you said, he, he knows what he signed up for. He's going to, he's going to be competing. I feel like he definitely will still get some wins and still compete for um, a wild card spot here and there. Uh, let's talk about some of these players. Um, definitely a lot of, a lot to like on this roster. What'd you say? Yeah, I completely agree. I uh, had the matchup against him in week two. And I do admit I did get pretty lucky in that game. I got I caught like a tipped uh, deflected ball for a touchdown that he really should have intercepted, and there are a couple of other lucky turns like a strip on a kickoff return. So not to take any away from anything away from Vic, and we, we were talking about when we were off the air. Vic is zero two. It's a tough start because both those games are out of the division, and it makes it really hard to compete in this division. But moving on to his roster, I think the big one is Van Tuft, um, Seth's old boy, ninety two overall. Uh, he got a pretty big contract, but 
too early to worry about that. 26 years old. He uh, he did pretty good against me. Uh, my secondary, my passing defense has not shown up too well the first two weeks, but hopefully that we get that fixed. But uh, the next thing that stands out is his defense, and he's got uh, the keeper, Russell Tomlinson, 91 overall, 24 years old, and free safety, Kevin Byard, 89 overall. So a good secondary right there. And then he's got the Bosa brothers on the defensive line. And that was kind of my strategy going in, knowing that I had to release the ball quickly and get away from those two guys. Because I know defensive line really makes a difference this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and adding to that, uh, he's got up the middle, Ed Oliver. He's a good player, a young, good player. So that defensive line is young and good. So, I mean, that's a brilliant way to draft your team around those guys, especially on defense. You got 24 for for Joey Bosa, 21 years old for Nick Bosa, 21 years old for Ed Oliver. So the oldest of those three is 24 years old. I mean, and those guys are probably going to be sticking around for a while, uh, probably throughout all of RML. So, yeah, uh, I mean, in this division, you got some really good offensive weapons and some really good offensive users. So I feel like he kind of had to go that route knowing what he was up against. Um, yeah, overall, the team is, is very solid. You've got, like you said, great users, uh, or sorry, great keepers, um, should put up some good fights against these guys. Uh, we're rooting for you, Vic. Keep it up. You're the underdog, but you got a chance. All right. Next up, uh, the next three guys, obviously pretty tough to rank them. They're all really good. Um, we're going to do our best kind of remember that these are just opinions and they could probably change at the drop of a pin. So I don't know if that's a saying. I don't think it is, but whatever. Um, The third spot in the AFC West is the uh, Denver Broncos and our friendly neighborhood, Seth. Uh, Seth and the Broncos are currently one and one after week two. And yeah, uh, another solid team. Another solid user, of course. Um, a big-time contributor in the chat. Friendly figure, friendly face. Good sport. All right. Um, we give Seth a B overall for the draft. And, yeah, let's talk about some of his players. Um, let's start with these, these keepers, Brad. Um, talk about these guys. What do you think? Well, first of all, I think we've uh, described every team as solid so far tonight. But anyways, uh, <laughs> the keeper is like Stefan Woodson, free safety, 96 overall. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, Stefan Woodson, 96 overall, 25 years old. And then uh, Jonathan Gross, wide receiver, 97 speed. That's, you know, much you want there from a wide receiver keeper. Not really too sure where they came from, from Madden 19, what teams they were on. Not too familiar with those names. And something that kind of stands out with Seth's roster is he's really not like a superstar player on his team. Like, you know, something that stands out and you're like, oh, that guy's great. I guess you could say George Kittle, probably the best. Like, if you're going with, like, real life, 91 overall, 88 speed. It's probably, like, the best tight end in the game. But there's really no, you know, like, OBJ or anything like that. No, like, you know, obviously the keeper trying to gross. But kind of like, you know, that that's I think that's why it's not an A or B plus, kind of why he's a solid B. But I think he's got a pretty, you know, good team here but just nobody that like puts him over the top and i think that might be where he falls short yeah 
Uh, I can see that. Uh, I think there's some interesting picks in his draft that kept him maybe from being an A, um, but also some solid picks that kept that kept him from being a C. Uh, so I think a B is a, uh, a concrete uh, option for him. Let's try to use some different words. Now you called me out um, instead of solid. I'm gonna, I pulled up the, the, the thesaurus. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he's a pretty stable, got a pretty stable roster, um, pretty concrete, pretty firm, pretty sturdy. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Are, are, we, are we still talking about rosters here? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this, hey, this is a PG podcast. Okay. Um, anyway, back on topic here. Yeah. Uh, I like George Kittle. That was a good pick. I think he uh, is going to do a lot with him. The tight ends are, are pretty important in this game. And uh, he's one of the better ones in the game. Like we talked about, um, I think it was episode one or two, how he's arguably one of the best overall tight ends and he's still only 25 years old. Uh, Cohen out of the backfield is going to be electric. Um, You know, he can really uh, book it with speed and quickness and agility, uh, especially in the passing game too. He's going to be good in those screens now that screens actually work again. So that could be uh, another scary thought for, for Seth and that offense. So yeah, a lot of really quality, uh, strong players that um, are should help him, you know, compete with uh, some of these guys in this really, really good AFC West division. All right, moving on to the number two spot again. All these guys could probably be flipped and rotated around a million times. We're going to give the number two spot to the Kansas City Chiefs. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's our boy Plug, and we give him a B rating overall. Um, all right, let's go ahead and look at this roster. He's got some solid, uh, strong, sturdy, heavy, firm rock players. Uh, leading the way, uh, his keeper, I think that's his keeper, right? Irvin McNary, yeah. Uh, 98. Yeah, yeah, that is keeper. Yeah, 98 overall. 26 years old. I mean, it's crazy how, I mean, you know, we did this keeper thing and it is, it's really helped a lot of teams. (laughs) There's a lot of really, really, really good players. And I remember when we did it, we were trying to limit having so many LP guys. (laughs) Uh, We didn't do a very good job of that, did we? Um, Okay. But anyway, Devontae Adams, um, another stud wide receiver so you know with a weapon like that plug in his offense um be ready for that he's already gotten some pretty big wins he's two and oh after week two uh leading the way at quarterback baker mayfield solid pick um he is i think i was first or second round pick for baker probably i think it was his first round pick um he's only 24 so he's obviously going to be uh, franchise player. Uh, any other thoughts and uh, feelings about plug in this team? I think, uh, I think you covered most of the roster stuff, but I think, uh, I know everybody's going to say when they hear the podcast, be like, Oh, how am I second behind Danny? I just beat him. And I think that's a fair point. But like we said, these guys are all neck and neck. It's hard to put anybody in front right now. And you can't go off of one game. 
But I think Plug is definitely making a case to ranking number one. He beat Century pretty handily week one, beat Danny week two. I think uh, Plug really had an had a strategy for the draft. He got the players he wanted. I know he, I know he likes Baker a lot personally, and I think the the one weak point you could say is his offensive line. It's like all in like the seventies really, but you know like we've said a million times, does all does line matter? He's doing okay without you know any great O O line. Um, so I, I think right now Plug is looking to be one, of, maybe the favorite to win that division. As we're going to talk about Danny coming up here, but I think you, obviously Plug has the better roster right now. But I think that's a, uh, you know, something to look forward to here. Yeah, if we're talking roster, comparing the rosters without the user ability, I mean it's it's far and away Plug is is one of the best, if not the best roster in this division. Um, Chargers uh, might be a little bit better. But overall, adding his user ability on both offense and defense is going to really elevate his game a ton. Um, yeah, I feel like he definitely could easily win this division and uh, take over as as this year's Danny, if you will, uh, and and become uh, a perennial Super Bowl contender. Uh, he really has the ability to make that jump. So we'll see if he can do it. Um, yeah, like I said, I feel like everyone's going to be beating each other up pretty hard in this division. So whoever comes out on top is probably going to be uh, a favorite to go deep in the playoffs and maybe even uh, win a Super Bowl or two. All right. That brings us to our final member uh, and uh, our number one of AFC West. We've been talking about him a little bit and it is the Oakland soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they're going to remain the Oakland Raiders in RML. But it is Danny, our Danny boy. Okay, let's talk about this guy. Um, we've known Danny for a while. Uh, we've definitely said our share of things to say over the years. And in these five episodes of, po- of uh, our podcast here about him. But let's talk about this roster and this draft. Very interesting draft. Um, I know early on he definitely went real heavy with the young guys. Um, basically getting all 21-year-olds, maybe 22. So his team is just stacked with young talent. But that also makes it his team, you know, what would you say his overall was, like 70 overall? Yeah, 70 overall. Just uh, one above of the 69 boys they had going last year. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he does this every year. Uh, it's, it's almost a meme at this point how often – uh, Danny just takes these, you know, young, not great looking players and devs them into monsters. And even sometimes he doesn't dev them into monsters and he just trades them for draft picks and picks the next youngest guys. So he likes the young boys. Uh, Danny does. He's in, he's like a priest in that way. All right. That's the only <laughs> joke there about that, that this is PG still. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh okay yeah so let's look at some key players um we know eric cruz we talked about him he's the keeper quarterback um you know very dangerous 86 speed uh 22 years old gonna be um tough to stop him he picked up josh jacobs as his uh running back obviously he's a raiders fan in real life and Josh Jacobs is a Raider in real life. I don't know why he picked this guy. I 
I think he's the worst Madden player in the, in the entire league, like 85 speed running back. I mean, it's going to be real hard to, to get that speed up if, if he can at all. Uh, I don't understand that pick at all. And that was pretty early on too. Uh, any other thoughts here? Um, Danny and the Raiders, what else do you see? I know how you have a thought on that first round pick. I think uh, I have a lot of thoughts about this roster and they're not, not necessarily good thoughts. I've kind of been very down on this draft strategy. I know Danny has his strategy, but I think Madden 20 is not Madden 19. Picking these guys at just speed, you know, just young, I don't think it's going to translate. He he drafted O-line, you know, pretty early, pretty good O-line. And like we've talked about, I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make. So obviously he has a strategy right there with that O-line, but he's not, doesn't have a single X factor on the team. Obviously you can develop guys into X factors maybe, but I'm just not seeing it with this roster, especially in this division. Like I think he could be, he might be bad, you know, have a losing record or something in this division with this current roster that he has right now. I don't think he can pull the rabbit out of the hat like he has in other Maddens. I think this Madden, you need good players and X factors to compete against good teams. Yeah, I think uh, I definitely agree. Uh, like th- this season might be a wake up call and he might have to kind of adjust his strategy. Uh, I feel like it's, it's in his nature to do what he did in the draft. I don't think he could have done anything different. It's, you know, he, it's just who he is and he has to, you know, play that way and draft that way. So I don't think even if he know, even if he knew, you know, the game was this different, which he probably does already. I feel like he's going to do it anyway because he just is so confident in his own ability, uh, which is, you know, it can be good, but it can also be a curse at times. Um, yeah, I definitely could see him. I don't know if I could see him having a losing season. I feel like he's still too good to do that. I feel like if he, like he's not going to be a below average player at any point, his roster might be below average, but user still is a huge factor in this game and decision-making and things like that. So I feel like he still can keep, keep his head above water at times, but yeah, I don't know if he's going to be having 13, 13 and three, 14, and two seasons like he used to. All right, uh, that's the AFC West. Uh, any other thoughts on, I guess, any of these uh, AFC teams? I think uh, these, well, just these episodes in general, these uh, division draft rankings were really cool, and we got to really evaluate these rosters. Now I have a pretty good. I think everybody, hopefully, you guys have a good idea of who has who, where everybody stands, and I just hope that you know we keep all keeps going strong. And, you know, I'm just excited. I can't wait to play my next game. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we've talked about how, yeah, just everyone seems to be uh, really excited to play. And we've been getting a lot of games in. Uh, you know, we, we're probably only, what, two – we're two full days into the season, and we have almost two full weeks played. So that's pretty insane. Um, one thing I've been thinking about in general is – uh, I wish we could disagree a little more. <laughs> we, we we are so in sync. We, we always have the same takes on everybody. So we're going to have to find something to disagree about because uh, it's starting to get probably a little boring for our listeners, but we'll probably find something. We'll, 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 we'll talk some, uh, some things that may be a little controversial here and there at times. Um, all right. So coming up, 
let's talk about what we have uh, in store for, I guess, the rest of the season. We haven't really talked to and uh, told people what we're doing. Um, so the, the idea is we're going to do kind of a weekly podcast um, and do just a weekly recap, uh, maybe some, some interesting segments that we think about, some interviews maybe here and there. Um, anything else that you remember or think of, think of doing, Brad, that we were talking about? Yeah, I think – yeah, I think the weekly podcast is something that people should be looking forward to. Um, I, I've been watching streams a lot today. I watched. I'll try to watch as many streams as I can, so I can like kind of give like a you know scouting report and kind of like analysis of what happened in, in a certain game. Maybe we'll pick a game of the week to you know really dig deep into. And I, I think hopefully, I think I know people have wanted interviews for a long time back when Joe and Dan were doing the podcast, and I think that we will be able to provide interviews in some capacity during the season. And hopefully, we have everybody you know, interacting in some way and getting the extracurricular activity up and uh, make an RML a really full, you know, juicy experience. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm really excited. Looking forward to it. Um, I promise everyone, they will not all be this long. Um, we, we get on these rambling rants, especially when we're trying to talk about a lot of information at once, like these players and rosters and draft grades. This, these were some heavy episodes. Thank you for sticking with us. We do appreciate it. Um, we promise we'll try to maybe keep them a little shorter uh, in the future. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, speaking of participation, you know, it's not required in, in RML. You know, we, we, we don't, we're not going to reward you for participating. That, it, that Yeah, that is a shot. Uh, shots fired there. But anyway, yeah, we thank you guys so much. Uh, it's been very fun. Um, keep an eye out for the next episodes. I'm not sure we might do one at the end of this week. Or we might wait a week since we've done two already this week. Uh, we'll we'll let you know for sure. Brad, any last words uh, for our lovely listeners? You guys are all solid. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. All right, thank you guys. We'll see you next time. As always, guys, thank you for listening. You can now catch us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Casts. And remember to smash that subscribe button and tune in next time.